Hello and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Game Man and Their Dogs. It is day 17 here in the Zen Room, episode 105. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the sterile Tommy Gibbons. Hello, bitches. How are you today, Tommy? Sterile. 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 <laughs> okay, that's odd. I'm not going to ask you to explain it, though. No, don't. <laughs> but okay. Okay, it's amazing you can come up with, like, compendium of canine. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, a, a reasonable sort of sensical adjective about me to struggle with on a weekly basis. <laughs> Because you're so indescribable. You should get a thesaurus. Oh, I have a thesaurus, baby. You want to see my thesaurus? Oh, I want you to use your thesaurus. <laughs> oh, I use it. I don't want to see it. I use it quite frequently. I don't want to see that tired, <laughs> hanging, deadly old thing. So how you doing? What's going on? It's going, um, everything is, is going spectacularly the same. Okay. Is that good or bad? It's the same. See, when you when it's the same for so long, <coughs> it's not good or bad. It's the same. Okay. It's when something really good happens, or more likely when something really bad happens. Yes. And it changes the trajectory of everything's the same. Well, you've been busy working at Studio Theater. I'm doing right? the same thing. They're doing studio. Enter Laughing there. Yeah, the Enter Laughing. Have doing. you seen the show yet? I have seen, no. No, you have not seen I it I have yet. not seen the show. Ah. I, I will, I will, uh, maybe I will tomorrow. Okay. That Thursday evening performance is usually pretty low key, but you know. You never know. You don't know. How could you know? How could you know? Yeah. Good people in it. Yeah. I love Dufrenoy. Chris Dufrenoy. Oh, Chris Dufrenoy is in it. I didn't know that. He is. Huh. Um, I think he's the lead, the lead. Okay. I don't know the story. Okay. It's well, called, it's a story of Carl Reiner's Ryan. early days in yeah. show business. Uh, but but he is always an adult. He's like a director, I think. Okay. Dufrenoy. Yeah. In the show. Okay, but he's not playing like the Carl Reiner character. No, I think the Carl Reiner character is never gets above like 20 or 25. Oh, okay. So I think you see him as a kid, and then uh, this kid named Chris, I don't know, it's something with K's. Chris, and he's this, you know, beautiful face. Oh, he's actually a wrestler. Huh? He does wrestling things. But he's, he's his, I think he plays Carl Reiner at the age that the show's meant to happen. Yeah. Getting directed by Chris. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that's happening. Okay. All right. So you've got the last weekend of, what do I want to say, Tasha, Masha, Spike, and... You're close. It's a, Well, yes, we just, it was the past opening weekend of Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike over at South Shore Theater Experience. Would you grab me a script for that? I don't have a script for that, actually. I bet there's a couple in the theater. I can look around and see if I can find one. See if there's, like, something that was copied off for a tech guy or something. That okay. Need or something. At the end of the thing, when it's all over. At the end of the thing. When it's all over. Okay. They're all, they're all leaving Saturday night. Take a look around. See if there's... Because I've never seen it. Okay. And I've never read it. I, well, I had never seen... I mean, I know... I remember when it ran on Broadway, David Hyde Pierce was in it, I believe, and Sigourney Weaver. It's three... Siblings. It's three siblings and this and character Spike, who's like the lover of the one sister, who's a movie star, so to speak. Okay, so she she comes with him to this place to, to, to that to the house that she owns, where her other sister and brother live. Live. Okay, so this guy Spike comes in, and all all the panties are getting wet, and everybody's creaming themselves. And <laughs> not exactly, but yeah, I think it is. 
All right, I get it. But it was a fun show. It really is. A good show. Marion Wilder directed it. Who is Leslie Wade playing? Leslie Wade is playing Masha, the okay. movie star sister. Of course. Okay, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she's very good. She really she's is. In any show? I yeah, I love her I on stage. I will put her in any... And Jordan, too. Not Jordan. Jason. Joshua. Jason Moreland. Jason Moreland. Yes, he's playing uh, the brother, Vanya. Okay. Yes, he's a very good actor. That's funny. Just the, the physical between them. He's so tall, she's so short. I know, right? He's the tallest one on stage, yeah, easily. Usually, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this is the last weekend coming up, so... Closing Saturday. Yeah, so if you want, come down and see it. Over there on Wellwood Avenue. Yep, just north of the studio where, the studio theater where you're working yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, a couple of doors down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I no. guess without further ado, then, we shall move on to our first segment. Ado. <laughs> Shakespeare invent that word? Invent what word? Ado. I don't think so. No, I think that was a word before. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted your big, your, your uh, big thing. What brought that up? Uh, you are trying to ignore the sound effect. Oh. So I, I put my mind on something else entirely. <laughs> and that's where I landed. Anyway, welcome to Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting, this is Dogs. And tonight we'll be talking about dogs and the Guinness Book of World oh, Records. I love this idea. Well, there was a little controversy, it seems. They, it seems that the Guinness Book of World Records has suspended a title uh, given to a dog of being the world's oldest living dog. There's this dog named Bobby or Bobby. It's a dog called, it's a purebred Rafero du Alentejo. That's a lot of name for a dog. Yes, it is. And uh, it's a it's a livestock guardian dog. They usually live about 12 to 14 years. And the owner has claimed that this dog is 31 year, was uh, 31 years old. It, the, the dog eventually died. It was 31 years old at that uh, time. When the dog died, it was 31 years old. So the uh, Guinness Book gave the award to the dog. But now, it's, the news story about it is very tight-lipped. They're just saying now that they're revoking the title pending further investigation because of questions about whether the dog was actually that age or not. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> 31? Well, previously, the previous oldest dog ever was an Australian cattle dog named Bluey who lived to be 29 years, 5 months old. Okay. That's pretty damn old That's for a dog. For, I so 31 is not totally unheard of then, no, you know? No, it's, it's unheard of. It, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because dogs don't live that long, 31 years. They and, live to be 29 years. But for the... Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> what other awards does does uh, do they give to dogs? Well, it was that award? It was the oldest living dog, and I think the oldest dog ever. And they revoked both titles. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you can't fuck around with the people over there. I guess dogs, not. Unless you can, and just lie to them, and then they got to go and take it back because it's not embarrassing. Well, thank God, Bobby's not alive to suffer through the embarrassment That's of it. It's a horrible thing, poor Bobby. Poor Bobby. Bobby gets to be dead. Yes. But moving on now to our canine. Compendium, our dictionary of dogs. We are up to the letter W. W is a uh, Westy, a West, the West. Well, you got the first two letters right. Oh, Western, <laughs> a Westy. It's uh, shit. What, what letter W? W. W. I had one in my head. I could see the dog W. And uh, 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 Washington. 
<laughs> you were going in a better direction earlier, Worthy. What did I say before? I don't remember now. Okay, no, Westy. I was saying Westy. Yes, Westy. Okay, Western Highland Terrier. I said you had the first two letters right. I had the first two letters right. Western Highland Terrier. No, no. Okay. Uh, Welsh Beer Dog. No, but you're really close, though. Welsh, a Welsh, a Welshy, a Welsh uh, Sheepdog. Um, no, you're, oh, you're so close. I'll okay. give it to you. It's the Welsh Hounds. The Welsh Hounds. This is a picture of the Welsh That's Hounds. Oh, dear. Oh, he's cute. Right? Yeah. Good looking dog. Very alert. Yeah. Tall. Uh, the Welsh Hound. It's a uh, hunting, dog of the, hunting dog of the foxhound type. It's indigenous to Wales. It's about uh, 24 inches tall and weighs about 75 pounds. Holy shit, that's a big dog. Its coat is hard and wiry, That's and it's uh, red with white patches. Love that. Uh, actually, in medieval times, bards would sing songs about these dogs. Really? They were so treasured and revered. They live in hunting packs. They're adopted to hunting in rocky and mountainous terrain, because of its, where it grew up, yeah, of course. where Wales is. And it's been bred for its speed, stamina, and vocalizations. Oh, that it can tell the hunter, that. you know, at what stage of the hunt it's at, you oh, know? I love that. I think that's very cool. Do you have a picture of a more red one? That's, Let's see. to me, like a white dog with... Well, no, that's a... No, I like red. red-headed dogs. No, that's an old one. Oh, that's that's a scruffy little dog. Oh, that's, he's there cute. we go. He's cute. Yeah, there's no, uh, like, really heavily red ones. Okay. Oh, you got this one. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not. That's nah, a different not, dog. That's, that's a different, different dog. dog. Ah, whatever. Don't matter. Oh, uh, well. So that's the story of the Welsh Hound. The Welsh Hound. Cool dog. What would you name it? If I had a Welsh Hound? Yeah, what would you name it? I don't know. It looks almost like Snoopy. I mean, the first picture, he looked a little bit like Snoopy. No, I don't think he looks like Snoopy. Okay. Nah, yeah. he's not a Snoopy dog. Well, Snoopy's a beagle one. anyway. Not that one. The first picture you had up doesn't matter. Okay, it just doesn't matter. The expression of the <laughs> Snoopy. That's an old dog right there. That's a dog that, you know, that dog's, well, he's not as old as I thought. No. I had to get into glasses seeing range. <laughs> anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. What about Hello, Dolly? It opened 60 years ago or some shit today. Really? I didn't see that anywhere. Uh, 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 all right. I even looked on the Playbill Theater Day in History site, and they didn't mention that at all. Okay. So you may have your information wrong. Uh, maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday. And that would have been more appropriate for this day in history. We're and now doing today's birthday? birthdays. No, actually, it was a lot of people's birthdays today, but I'm only doing one of them. It was Ben Franklin's birthday today. It's Eartha Kitt's birthday today. Right. And it's Betty White's birthday today. Right, right. Well, she yeah, okay. But we're only doing one person's birthday, and I'm doing it because he's alive and he's gay. Who is he? Well, I'm going to tell you about him. He was born in Kansas City, Missouri. His mom was a musician. He grew up playing the church organ and singing in the church choir. He studied at Northwestern University. He appeared on Broadway in the 1998 revival of Cabaret, in which he played Ernst Ludwig. And he also played clarinet in the Kit Kat Band. Fun. He won a Tony Award for Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Play for his performance in Richard Greenberg's Take Me Out in 2003. In 2004, he played Charles Guiteau in the Broadway production of Stephen Sondheim's Assassins, for which he was again nominated for Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical, but he lost the award to Michael Cerverus, who was playing John Wilkes Booth in the same musical. Yep. 
In 2010, he joined the cast of HBO's uh, series True Blood in its third season, playing Russell Edgington, the vampire king of Mississippi. Oh, dear. He also has appeared on one, two, three, six seasons of American Horror Story, for which he has received two Emmy nominations. Okay. And he recently played the role of Man in Stephen Sondheim's final musical, Here We Are. He is married to designer Hugo Redwood, since 2011, and they have an adopted son named Declan. Declan? Yep. Don't know who it is, huh? It's not Shania Jackson. No. No. Because I know he's from, like, that area of the world. You know, this guy is, he was born in 1962, so he's my age. Uh, Oh, oh. Yes, he's that old. He's... Uh, uh, oh, is it is it Ed? Something with an R. Um, no, no, no. No, no R? No. No R? Did you see the play Take Me Out? No. Okay, because he played the accountant in that, the closety gay accountant. I, I don't, I didn't see it, but okay. I, I have seen most of the um, American Horror Stories. Yes. So I'm trying to think of, I think he was like. He's always playing some side character, yeah, and he's never like a main character. Creepy older guy. Yeah. He's tall, yeah, um. I can't. I follow him on Twitter. I can't think of his fucking name. What's his name? Dennis O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare. Love Dennis yeah, O'Hare. Okay, happy birthday. How old? 64? 62. 62. 62 years old. All right. So to Dennis O'Hare, we say... Happy birthday, Dennis. What do we know about Dennis? We know well, I just told you about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I'll wait till Friday. <laughs> We now move on to our next segment. You don't know who died? I'll I'll tell you then. She was born in nineteen twenty anyway. She was born in nineteen twenty-four in Detroit. When a touring company of Stage Door played in Detroit, she auditioned, got a role, and performed for the rest of the tour. She moved to New York City in nineteen forty-three to pursue an acting career and took on roles on Broadway and various television shows. Television. In 1951, she was seen in a Clorette's commercial by Jackie, Jackie Gleason and was asked to appear in a, a skit Trixie on the Cavalcade of Stars. Yes, yeah, she was then cast as Trixie Norton in The Honeymooners. Yeah. Joyce Randall, for talking who about. I would have sworn died back in the 90s. Nope, she was the last surviving cast yeah. member of The Honeymooners. And she was like, what, 100? She was 99 years old. Yeah. She died of natural causes at her home on uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan. On January 13th. Do you know that the Queen wanted to be 100? How old was she when she died? Who? QE2. I don't know. It had to be like 98, 99. It was up there. But she was she was disappointed she wasn't going to see 100. No. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so, what's next? Well, to Joyce Randolph, we oh, say... Joyce Randolph. Rest in peace, Joyce Randolph. Thank you for the many laughs. She? No, she wasn't. I think she was. I think she was before, not a stripper. I think before Trixie married Ed, Ed, she was a stripper. What makes you think that Trixie Norton was a stripper? Because I'm positive of it in my head, and I would not have made it up myself. Just for that, I'm going to pull up Wikipedia and look up, uh, look up Trixie Norton. And I'm sure they're not going to say that Trixie was a stripper before she married Ed Norton. Trixie Norton Byron. Yes, she was. Just ask the question. Was was Dixie, was Trixie a stripper? She, she was Ed's, Ed's wife. That's basically all she says. Ed's wife and Alice's best friend. Okay, so 
In one episode, she was surprisingly depicted as a pool hustler. Oh, I see why you're saying that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the character was originally cast, Trixie was an ex-burlesque dancer. Okay. I did not know that. Well, and you... you I stand corrected. No, no. You should be (laughs) shot. It's just so easy for you to like, no, boom, move on. I think you should keep Wikipedia open. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think this is what we need. Maybe you should keep Wikipedia open on your phone. No, then I'd play my games. Oh, God. (laughs) I will totally play my games. Uh, anyway, we move on to our next segment now. Today in history. Hello Valley opened on Broadway. Did it? Yeah. Now, I didn't see that on the playbill. What was um, this day in history what page? Today is January seventeenth. Seventeenth. And you're oh, going to so check okay, that. Go, huh? Okay. What, what do you got? Well, on is, January. Is, I don't get guesses here, right? No, I don't. Well, I'll give you something to guess at. On January 17th, 1904, this Anton Chekhov play opened, directed by Konstantin Stanislavski. Three Tall Women. No. The Cherry Orchard. The Cherry Orchard, of course. Have you ever seen The Cherry Orchard? I have not. Uh, It's a play about an aristocratic family, and they have to um, auction the estate off. Aristocratic families. Yes. And they have to auction the estate off, and it ends up being by being bought by a former serf, who ends up cutting down the cherry orchard at the end. All right. And we didn't want the cherry orchard to get cut down? I guess not. Well, I, I don't like violence to trees as a general rule, but it's <laughs> figures into the plot. What am I looking up? You're looking up Hello, Dolly, on what day it opened. But also today, on January 17th, 1991, Operation Desert Storm started. Do you remember what that was? Desert Storm was Iraq. Yes. That was the first President Bush. That was not necessarily the second The second uh, Bush attack on Iraq after 9-11 was a war crime. Right. Okay, this one, I don't remember what the cause was. Well, the cause was when Iraq invaded Kuwait. Iraq invaded Kuwait, right. Okay. So then a 42-nation coalition led by the United States then led an invasion, which started today on 1991, and ended on February 28th that year, once Kuwait was liberated. They didn't bother going into Iraq to overthrow Saddam Hussein, which maybe they should have, but well, they they were that, afraid if they did, the coalition would have fallen apart. Which it would probably, which it should have, and it probably would have, because that wasn't the stated mission of the of the operation. Yeah, it was just to free Kuwait. It was to get them out of Kuwait. Yep. And so when that was done, they came home. Yeah. And whether or not you should have done the detour and killed the guy is another thing altogether. Of course. Of course. Hello, Dolly opened uh, yesterday. Ah, so you were a day late. I was a day late. Shame. Shame. Uh, Ring the bell as I walk naked through the town. The horror. The horror. The horror. And the, those townspeople lighting the way, <laughs> spitting, throwing shit, being all mean. It'll be more like this. <laughs> We now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you please tell me? What day is it? 
way. I'm confused, you say. You just played the other segment's opening sound. Well, this is a segment for what day is it? We already finished with Today in History. No, you played the screen from looking to my briefs. Yes, That's for the reaction I- to you parading naked down the streets in shame. I understand. So you're improv Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the Mr. Anal fucking, you're improv <laughs> Okay, I get it now. Uh, what day is it? That was uh, South Park. So, what day is it? It's National Button Day. I've done National Button Day. No. I don't like that one. Uh, it's the International Day of the Foghorn. No. It is, it is uh, Coast Guard Day. No, but actually, you're on sort of the right track, actually. Okay, lighthouses. Let's go with lighthouses. No. Lighthouse Day. No. Today is National... Popeye the Sailor Man Day. I was thinking to myself, this had a very nautical theme going on, which I didn't understand. And then you said Popeye, and I sort of think I tuned in with something in the universe that I I just didn't even know. (laughs) So I was doing all Mariner stuff. I was doing. I know you were in the right. You were definitely in the right. You were in the right area. It's what you call Popeye the Sailor. Popeye the Sailor Man. He first appeared on a comic strip called Thimble Theater on January 17th, 1929, created by E.C. Seagar, S-E-G-A-R. He was originally a minor character, but he became so popular that he basically took over the strip and it was renamed Popeye then. You know what? It's the forearms. It's the forearms? Yeah. It's the the really pronounced forearms and the bony, narrow shoulders and chest. That's what made him so iconic. And the whole spinach thing. The whole spinach thing, yeah. Now, Popularized was that, spinach. Was that like a, a thing, like a put on? Like, did somebody ask him, she, try to get the kids to Well, they had him strong for, I forget, another reason before that, but then they later switched it to him, him eating spinach, and that's what made him strong. And that was just the writer's decision? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay, it yeah, it's not based on spinach is going to, scientists agree, so spinach will... Give you extra strength. That's what I'm thinking. Was <laughs> no, that? No, like, nothing because, like that. Right. No. Because that's how it was played. Of course it was. Like, you know, when you. Because it got kids, kids to eat spinach. It got kids to eat spinach. Right? So that was just mothers manipulating the popular culture around them. It's like, eat your spinach. You it's like Popeye. Like Popeye. <laughs> Oddly defined forearms and a body narrow chest and shoulders. <laughs> But anyway, in 1933, Max Fleischer adapted the character into cartoon shorts for Paramount Pictures. When did Olive Oil come in? Uh, she was already in there as part of the Thimble Theater characters. Okay. Was, were they already She, Bluto, Wimpy. Yeah. They, they, she was part of the triangle between Popeye and Bluto. Bluto pisses me off because... Is it Pluto? Is it Brutus? Is it... There are references to the character as Brutus, but it's primarily Bluto. I'm saying it's a terrible name to choose for a character in the fact that it can be mistaken for so many other right words. Brutus, crude. I don't. I don't. It's <laughs> Brutus. Whatever. Whatever. I, I. His name is. I don't know. But I, did you know Popeye was inspired by a real life person? No. Yes, he was. His name was Frank Feigel, F-I-E-G-E-L, nicknamed Rocky, born in Illinois in 1868. He um, came from uh, an area of Prussia and migrated to the United States. He had a prominent chin, a very thin, tight physique, a pipe, and a propensity for fist fighting. (laughs) Does a picture of him exist? 
I don't know. I've never looked for one. Let's find out. He was born in 1886. There might be a picture of him. Oh, let me copy his name. Who was it? I had an argument with that was saying that. Uh, why wasn't... Uh, how come, he always looks the same in all the... Oh, how come there are no pictures of Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are portraits of him. Uh, there are painted portraits of him, yeah. No, he was around when there was photography. No, no. Yeah, yeah I, it's like... He on. wasn't. I, I'm just going to tell you now. This he, is him. He wasn't. That is Frank... Feigl or Fiegel. All right, that's Popeye right yeah, there. Yeah, you that's, can. That's exactly. Like he that's looks just him. like him. Do you have a picture of his forearms? You have let every one of the forearm jokes go. Every <laughs> single one of them. And I have lobbed it over. So let's forget it. Oh, look, 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 look. What is that up there with him uh, in, the, in the pose? Where? The featured picture. This one? Okay. Yeah. What is that? Oh, you can't make it bigger. No, you can't. All right, never mind. I don't care anymore. So Robin Williams played Popeye. Yes, he did. And, and who was the hamburger guy? That was Wimpy. Wimpy. And Wimpy, Bluto, Olive Oil, they were all based on actual people. Did they all did they all appear at Thimble Theater? That's hard to say. Thimble Theater characters, yes. That's where they all originated from. Right. And Chester, Illinois, which was the hometown of E.C. Seagar, erected a statue of Popeye in uh, his honor. And then they began what they call the Popeye and Friends Character Trail in 2006. Oh, no. In which they added other statues of all the other Thimble Theater characters. Do they dress in parade? I, I, I haven't seen that. So, so they have this series of statues of all the characters. Yep. Of all the characters from Thimble Theater. Okay. But they have not yet resorted to dressing as those characters. Not that I'm aware of. And having a parade, an E.E. E. Carroll parade through town. <laughs> No, no, not, not that I'm okay. aware right. of. All right, still is odd. So this, that's the story of Popeye the Sailor Man Day. There's a statue out there to Wimpy. Right, and Bluto. Brutus. And Olive Oil. <laughs> Was there ever a kid in that? No. Well, he had a whole bunch of cousins, like Popeye and Pippeye. Oh, and, I don't want to go uh, Yeah, all these different characters. Street, okay? It's, oh my God. I don't even care. Oh, and it was Pappy. I'm just trying to keep this moving along. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is not only Popeye the Sailor Man Day. Today is also National Hot Buttered Rum Day. <sighs> have you ever consumed hot buttered rum? I believe I have. Then do, did you enjoy it? I believe I did. It sounds good. It's it's it's, it's um it's basically rum. A uh, hot rum. Yeah, it was butter. With butter. And you can add cider to it or any kind of sweetener. Cinnamon usually is yeah, yeah, yeah. served with it. Cinnamon in there. Uh, depending on how fancy you want to get, you throw some nutmeg or some allspice up in there. You put some and uh, in the butter. Yep. And you melt the butter. Yeah, you say they say you can make like a buttered rum batter and then add dark rum. Yeah, well, you can do all sorts of things if you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty much just hot booze. That sounds good. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so happy National Hot Buttered Rum Day. That's a fun thing to have in the middle of January. Oh, a definitely hot, perfect time of season, perfect time of year rum. to have it hot buttered rum. Yeah. Because it's hot while it's cold outside. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, rum is... is Going to make you warm. It's going to make you happy. <laughs> that too. And everybody loves butter. Everybody loves everybody butter. Everybody loves butter. So it's, you know, it's like chicken pot pie is three of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> you could say the same thing about this thing. Okay. Hot buttered rum. All right, so, so who died? We already passed that. All right, so where are we? We're now up to... Turn your head and cough.
That was lame. I was caught by surprise. Oh, I'm so sorry. If you want, I'll, we can I do don't a, want, we, No, I don't want to. You don't want a second take? I do not. <laughs> no. Well, we have a COVID update for oh, our listeners. It's been a while since we've had one of these. All uh, right. According to CDC estimates, nearly 61% of COVID-19 cases are infections with the JN.1 strain. Okay, so hold on now. I have not been keeping up with the strain. Right. So where is this one? Is this like the third one or is this like the 16th one? Like, do we know that kind of shit? Well, let's put it this way. The vaccines that have been designed were for the Omicron variants. Uh, that word sounds familiar. Okay. This is not an Omicron. You said variants. Variants, yes. Because of the constant there was more mutations. than one variant. Yes. Okay. And this JN.1 is not one of the Omicron variants. It actually came from an, a previous mutation called BA.2.86. And they found that this one, this variant, can infect the lung cells much more easily. Can I just tell you, their marketing is awful. For what? For for if they want, do they want attention to this? Do they want a public awareness of this? Do they want people to talk about this? The naming of these viruses is horrible. To beware of Fred, you know, give give it a give, beware of the the green beast. I know. Look how long it take took them to give a name to AIDS. Oh uh, yeah. Before that, it was grid. Right. Before yeah. that, it was gay cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's when you know a hundred guys were dead. All right, so so what do we hate about this? Oh, nothing, but it's just basically saying that this is you know it's very different, and the you know because you may get vaccinated, but you could still catch this variant. Yeah, because it's already a different variant than what you got vaccinated for. Exactly, that's exactly right. So that's the story. That makes anti-vaxxers happy. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna say, "See, it didn't take care of it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like vaccines change all the time. The flu vaccine. Is based on well, it's different the year. last season so, of the flu, not the current season of the flu. So maybe this vaccine needs to be done every six months or every four months. Maybe it changes. Like maybe the, they need to, yeah. Or develop of, other vaccines to address these other variants. Once a year, exactly. Well, you know, instead of once a year like the flu thing, re- pretty regularly you know what you can do on the flu thing. And yep. They, they know it every year, and I think they pretty much nail it every year. Yeah. And if this one has to be more frequent, it's a more, certainly more active socially disease. Right. I, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I know. I'm all for going back to the masks, though. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up going back uh, there. I would not. In, uh, in some limited okay aspects, you know? That would be okay with me. Except for our schools. Can't do it in our schools. I don't care. I don't care where you do it. I just want to be able to do it myself. I know. Stopping short of a burka. That's We had at one of the shows last weekend, two people came wearing masks. I can't blame them, you know? No, I see it all the time. But that's not the only thing going on. U.S. health officials are now worrying about a possible measles outbreak measles. and are warning of potential exposures to the disease. Measles would be bad. As it has cropped up now on both sides of the U.S. and there's a rash of infections in the UK. Uh-oh. But right now, Philadelphia is tracking a measles outbreak with eight confirmed cases. Over the weekend, health officials in Camden County, New Jersey, said they were monitoring Uh-oh. a confirmed measles case. In Washington, D.C., the Virginia Department of Health issued a release warning to travelers going through Dulles International Airport and Ronald Reagan Washington <laughs> National Airport for possible exposure to a person with measles 
who recently returned from an overseas trip. In Washington State, in the Southwest, health officials reported six cases of measles were found earlier this month in two counties in connection with a family gathering. Isn't that the Northwest? No, it's the states in the Northwest, but it's the Southwest of Of, the state of Washington. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. I I stalled out right there. (laughs) But for those of you who are not familiar with it, measles is a highly contagious virus that can spread through coughing and sneezing, as well as breathing the same air as someone who's infected or touching an infected surface and then passing through one's eyes, mouth, or nose. Now, hadn't that been eradicated at one point? Well, measles was declared eliminated in the U.S. in 2000. But it was never really eliminated. In 2019, the U.S. saw 1,300 measles cases across 31 states. That was the highest number since 1992, which was before it was declared eliminated. Okay. And last year, there were were 50 cases reported in the United States. So it's like mathematically gone. When you there were, there were five you know fifty cases in a in a population of three hundred million people. It's considered an it, insignificant it's, number. Exactly. It's yeah. Uh, it's not eradicated. It's not completely gone. But but now know. we got cases where it's in different parts of the country. Yeah. That's yeah. a different story now. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Yeah. And outbreaks. Yeah. And that's what we got to worry about. So now we got to worry about measles outbreaks. And each each diagnosed case has to be considered an outbreak. I mean, it, it's like those people have been... Because it's like, yeah, who have you been exposed to for yeah. the last 48 hours yeah. or so, you yeah. know? Unless you take... Cause but for people out there, there is a vaccine for measles. Yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. get one if you don't have one. Don't you Don't you get one? As a kid? As a kid. I would believe so, I yeah. I do, yeah. But the way things are today with no no vaccines and stuff, get a measles that's, vaccine. That's only certain people. I know, yeah, I know. We know. Hey. And you know what? So let him be. <laughs> let him be. Let him be. Okay, I'll let him be. Let him be. We- what the fuck do you care? Seriously. Like, if, if they don't get the vaccine and die. Yes. That's more pie for you. That's what I'm saying. But what if they happen to infect somebody I know? Well, uh, this is the whole thing about, what, about you know, uh, morality and your obligation to the public. Exactly. This, uh, that's a whole different argument. And we don't want to get into that. Oh, we don't want to get into that? There's not enough wine. Okay. Right. <laughs> In that case, we'll move into our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, that was, yeah. Was that better? We're in order now. Like, We're in I, order Yeah, now. like I'm not confused about why I heard the scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about oh, the Supreme God. Court trans people in bathrooms. Okay. Because recently the U.S. Supreme Court uh, turned down an appeal of a case which granted the use of bathrooms for transgender students in a school. In 2023, a case was brought by the school district based in Chicago, based in Illinois, and they went to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. Where is that Seventh Circuit? In Chicago. Chicago, okay. And they ruled in favor of the transgender students giving them access to the boys' bathroom. They were transgender boys. Right? So that's going on, but the problem is so that then they went to the Supreme Court with it, and the Supreme Court just said, We're not going to rule on this, which sounds okay. They're going to be busy in the next couple of Well, months. eventually this case is going to have to go because in another uh, case, uh, an appellate court, U.S. appellate court in Atlanta, Georgia, ruled against the transgender students using the bathroom of their gender identity. The country's too goddamn. So it's going to be conflicting rulings, so eventually the Supreme Court is going to have to rule on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's going to be ugly. It's just interesting to me. How do you, how do you choose what, 
what individual case we're going to cover on this uh, segment here. Well, I try to find cases that are either pertinent to the queer community or pertinent to current events that are going on. Okay. Or dogs. Or dogs. <laughs> so that's why I figure I'd bring this up since this was in the news this past week. Okay. It's just, to me, with what I'm seeing in courtrooms with Donald Trump, well, that's a whole different story. If it, you, it seems like there's a whole bunch of legal shit going on there. Well, today, for instance, for those who haven't heard, today is Wednesday. In the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial, the plaintiff, E. Jean Carroll, that. was testifying. And during her testimony, Trump was talking basically throughout it quite audibly. That the judge. That the judge had to admonish him to stop it or he would throw him out of the court. But then basically said, but that's what you want me to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, And Trump yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, I do. It's like, this is all a show for him. He's so disgusting. It's all a show. He's he doesn't give a shit whether he wins or loses his case. No, he's taking a big dump all over the system, all over the judicial system we used to be proud of. Mm-hmm. He's got the same lawyer for the two cases. That surprised me. Yeah. Well, he lost one of his lawyers on one of his cases, uh, Joe Takapina. Oh, did she maybe jump in and say... I don't know. But then he has his woman attorney now on this defamation case. But she's also the she's also his attorney in the case against the state. The I, I, I can't keep track of who's attorney no, for what it's, case. It's, 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 this, it's this beautiful... Woman know. named Haba. You don't yeah, know her full yeah, yeah. name. Haba, I think, is her last name. And she has been... His attorney during this whole thing with Letitia James. Yeah. Which I guess now is... We're waiting for a decision. We're waiting for a decision. So they're not in court every day. Yep. And now this new trial starts. Yes. And she now picks up as the attorney for this new trial. And this other first trial hasn't even ended yet because there's still a decision coming. Yeah. And they're already caught up in this one. But she's (laughs) the same attorney. And I think that's fucking weird. I don't know. Really? I don't know. That's not really. Maybe. Because he's got a different attorney. Well, now we're, we're moving out of New York now, so uh, I know. it doesn't matter. It's very confusing. It's 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 a lot to keep track of. Yeah. Then there was the the almost half a billion dollars or half a million dollars he was fined. No, he was sanctioned by a court for his frivolous lawsuit that he brought against the New York Times New York for Times. defamation. Yes, yes. So they made him pay for the Times attorney's fees. Okay. Was there also a punishment payment for that? No, no, that was just it. He had to pay the fees. He had to pay the attorney's fees. Yep, for bringing a frivolous lawsuit. All right, and the lawsuit was that they had defamed him? Yeah. And so he went and filed the lawsuit, and then they said, fuck you, and they... so now They made a motion to dismiss, and the court granted it, yeah, saying okay, there's yeah. no evidence of defamation here. Yeah, all right. Okay. And, and by the way, you have to pay his legal bills. Yeah, yep. And it's the New York Times, so they got a building full of attorneys yeah. right there down the block. <laughs> um, that's going to be almost, I don't even know what the, it was, it was almost, what, a million dollars? It was $400,000. Something like that. It was a lot of fucking money. $50,000. In attorney's fees. In legal fees. Right. I mean, that's the shit. And that's when you know bitches are padding it. But in this particular case, it's okay. You go ahead and pan. Yeah. You pan like a fucking drag queen. You pan like Bianca Del Rio on an off night. Pan it. Hide it. Make it bigger. Get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for that. Yeah. Attorneys. (laughs) Who doesn't love attorneys? (laughs) The most cuddly people. Oh, yeah, right? Aren't we, though? It's like a cactus. <laughs> we now move on to our next segment. 
Hold on to your bridges, it's time for the week in fascism. Where and does it come down? What's that? I wonder, just off off air. Yeah. I want to like listen to that. You want to hear that whole... That whole, when does, the t- when does the pitch come back down? <laughs> because it's up there for a long a time. A long time. For a long time. <laughs> All right, so what do we got? This is fascism. Um, well, first I was going to talk about Iowa and the fascist party, formerly known as the Republican Party, Republican. had their caucus in Iowa this week. Yeah, and it was, it was every, what everybody expected, except for Trump won for Nikki Haley doing better than expected. Well, she came in third. She came in third, but, but polls had actually shown her slightly ahead of DeSantis. Oh, and they? yeah, but then it turned out stuff. to be the other way around. DeSantis came in second, and she came in third. There's only like two percentage points. Yeah, between it's them. a sliver. Yeah, they're essentially had, but not good for DeSantis. Oh no, not, not good for any of them. Not good for any. Not even good for Trump, really, because you got to figure. All right, these are. Iowans, you know it's a diehard red state. Right, right. But he don't matter. And he got, all right, he got, uh, uh, what, 50, over 50% of the caucus vote? But that means there's still another half that didn't vote for him. I, was it 53%? It was 52%? It was, it was in the low 50s where he had a majority. But basically, if it's... I mean, you would think this man who's proclaimed himself the messiah, basically, of the party and the nation would have gotten more Republicans supporting him. Well, they do now. He does now. What do you think of those he smells bad rumors? <laughs> have you seen them? You have to I saw it. it. Some congressman said that about him. I don't really give a shit. Oh, come on. I'm never going to be standing close enough near this oh, asshole. Come on. It, I don't want to. I don't care. There's there's a clip I saw with that, that um, as an explanation for some of the faces that the wife has made. For the why the why the Pope had that face on and why there was such a distance between and all of them looked horrible. <laughs> the car fight and uh, maybe he's wearing too much patchouli oil. They back <laughs> no shit. There's this guy we used to work with named Hal Mishmiki's right now laughing, and he used to wear the patchouli oil. And it wasn't until I was deep into my forties and he was deep into the earth that I realized he was masking the smell of the joint that he had just oh smoked my God. in the car. But the, the, the guy was seventy when I met him. I mean, at the very like, at the very least, and he he was this character. He was very much a character. He would be a great cartoon character, a little Shylocky. His, yeah, anyway, whatever. How 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 bloom, how bloom, how bloom, how bloom. Yeah, he so uh, a heavy a heavy hit of patchouli, and it never occurred to me. Just like oh, how back off, damn. And then it was like oh fuck, how was high. <laughs> That's why he smelled like patchouli, because that shit'll cover anything. Damn right. Damn right. Oh my fuck god. Me. He puts a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Patchouli. Anyway, in our second story for this week in fascism, this is a story I actually found in the Huffington Post, which I usually don't go to for news. But this story interested me. It's all about a library in Arkansas. There's there's a library. What's that? They have those. Yes, they do. And there was this one in the town of Jonesboro, Arkansas. The library is called the Craig's Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library. They have eight branches. Hold on. Craighead? Craighead. Okay. Okay? Okay. You got a problem with that? Not yet. (laughs) Anyway, for years they have been setting up displays for Pride Month each year. 
Okay. But then in June of 2021, they started getting complaints about it all of a sudden. People don't like it. So before you know it, that summer, people went before the library board and there were two proposals. One first to have the library board approve displays and not the librarians. And then the second proposal was to require the library board to approve quote-unquote sensitive materials in the library. The library board voted both proposals down. So, come around 2022, this group comes around called Citizens Taxed Enough. CTE. And they gather they gather enough signatures to put a measure on the voting ballot to cut funding for the libraries. Well, yeah, because do you want your library putting out in front of their in front of your kids when you go do you want them to show those fisting videos do you want those latex <laughs> enema x you know videos and stories displayed when your child goes into the library do you want the guy with the whip and the chaps reading to your kids <laughs> on a sunday so you get people scared and of course i don't want that let me sign that i'll sign that i don't want that Nobody wants that. No, there's that librarian. <laughs> Fucking Marion. She's like, but that's not what we are. Shut up! You know, it's a thing. <laughs> People behave badly. Anyway, the measure went on the ballot, and it passed by just 48 votes. Well, how big is the county? I don't know. Uh, it's not a lot of people. But anyway, the budget, the library's budget wasn't affected until this year. Okay. And their budget went down from $4.7 million to $2.6 million. They, they were able to keep open the eight branches. However, they had to lay off 13 people while they did not replace two people who retired. Uh, they also reduced their hours with all of them closed on Saturday, uh, except for the main branch, all closed on Saturday, Oof. and all of them closed on Sunday. It also had to cut some of their services, such as they would bring materials to elderly people and people in long-term health care facilities. Now they have to scale back doing that. Yeah, they can't do that. All because people objected to books in the library. Yep. That's what, and this is what it's now led to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're happy. No, no, they're not. They're trying now to put a measure no, back people, on the ballot. The people who got it done. Of course, they're happy. They're happy. They, they you know, they, they uh, got rid of something gross and horrible. But this is just another example of what's going on across the country. You it's know, it's horrible. It's gross and horrible. It the really is. Too big. What's that? The country is too big. It's too big. There are too many people. There are too many. Uh, 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 it's too big. Too big. Too big. In God, life. I can't remember the last time I said <coughs> yeah, Never mind. It's, go ahead. We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And what did you watch this week, Tommy? Trevor Noah's Thighs. See, I love Trevor Noah's thoughts. You watched his comedy special. I did. And how did I watched that about a week or two ago also. His thighs were there. Yes, he's very nice thighs. Yeah. And he was very funny too. He was funny and, and he's observational and he calls he calls it out. You know, they would think he was this is ridiculous. He's not sharp edged and you know, like He's not biting. He's not at all biting. No. He's, he's He's but he makes his point. Fluffy and adorable, and then he's like, "Oh, you watch your mouth." You know what I mean? It's like you with the thighs. So I watched him. I liked him a lot. Okay. He, it ended really good. How did it end? I don't remember now. Yeah, it was. I posted about it. The ending. It was Trevor Noah, or whatever it was. Anyway, it'll come to me. Okay. 
probably during another segment. Another segment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure to, that you don't miss it. Of course. I hope not. Yeah, of course. I'm waiting here, bated breath. Yeah. Well, bait your breath. <laughs> uh, what else did I watch? Um, yes. Nothing really new. Uh, the RuPaul's. Of course. Um, Who won more Emmys, I see. He won, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, best reality show, best competition. I, yeah. I didn't watch the Emmys. People were posting about the Emmys. I was like, the Emmys aren't until like May. No, they're on, they were on this weekend. Uh, whatever. Whatever. I, didn't, I didn't watch them. I don't like, I, only award shows I watch are the Oscars and the Tonys. The Tonys, yeah. Uh, this is a big one, though, the Emmys. That's, uh, yeah, well, it's not, TV. It's not the Emmys. Yes, it is the Emmys. What's records? That's Grammys. the Grammys. Grammys. Yes. Didn't that just happen too? Uh, I believe so. I, I thought everything was in like June. No. It's always the beginning of the year. Okay. Because they're celebrating uh, the year before. All right. That makes no sense to me. But go ahead. <laughs> the Tonys are in June, but that makes sense if it's if you're right. Because about the year before, the gays need the six months to get ready. Yes. For the ceremony. So. Exactly. What else did you watch? I don't remember. You uh, don't remember? I don't think anything special. No? No, nothing new, nothing special. Just sort of the same old thing. Okay. Serial killers, Rachel Maddow. I didn't watch the debates. I didn't watch the town halls. No, I, didn't watch, I don't watch those either. But I did watch one thing you might like, speaking of serial killers. We watched this movie on uh, Prime Video called Nefarious. Okay. It's all about this guy being held in prison. He's on death row. He's been appealing his sentence for like 11 years for all these murders he committed. And on the eve of his execution, he's claimed that he's possessed by a demon. So they bring in this psychologist to determine whether he's sane or insane or what the story is. And it's mostly this back and forth between the two of them. Good movie. It's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. About an hour and a half it is. All right. Good, I definitely recommend it. Do they talk like Yoda in the movie? No, they do not talk like Yoda. Okay, because <laughs> you kind of just... All right. Um, talk I, like Yoda? I did? Yeah. I watched something that was about a guy who got out of prison for killing his parents, and he was looking for his younger sister, who, when he went to jail for killing their parents, okay. then got adopted by another family the wife of which became obsessed with him, the killer son-slash-brother. Yeah. Who's just getting out of prison. And that was a series, I think. That wasn't a movie. That was like a, a limited six-episode, and I don't know what it was called. Okay. We've talked about it before, though. I'm sure we have. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you watched the thing about the, uh, the lesbian. What? Go ahead. What was it you watched? I also, what well, we also watched, a series... A six-episode series on Netflix called Detective Forced, F-O-R-S-T. It was a, a Polish police uh, series right. about this bad cop who's been demoted. Now he's sent down to this other precinct. And he starts investigating these murders, which appear unrelated, but actually turn out to be related. Okay, and he figures it out? And he figures it out. And does he become the hero of the day and get all the respect he's always deserved? No. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, I won't say what happens, but no, it's, a, it's a good a series, though. Really yeah. held my interest, yeah. Okay. Nice twists near the end. Yeah, that Polish movie making is um, right up there. Yeah, so that was good. Okay. Detective Forced. All right, Detective Forced. And then we started watching again. Uh, we're now in the fourth season of Black Mirror on Netflix. Yeah, I watched the first, like, 
three episodes of that when it first started, and I was like, yeah, okay. It's good. Yeah, I don't really care. It's like a 21st century Twilight Zone, but more like technology-based yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, 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 it is. And you could jump in and watch any single Yeah, it's an anthology series. They don't, it's not continual or anything. It's the same from week to week. We've been watching those now. They, those are good. All right. Yeah, we have like we were in season four. I think there's two more seasons after that. Yeah, it's been on for a long time. Yeah, Black yeah, Mirror. definitely. And the Black Mirror is, of course, the screen. The screen when it's turned off, looking back at you. Yes, is the Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all we watched this week. Oh, that was plenty. So I guess we'll move on to our next segment. Is this God, the- Karen, you are so stupid. Oh, yes, it's time for stupid people. I'm not even sure if I'm I got a bunch of them this week. All right, so we'll do juice you. First, we'll start with Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. What did she do? She was doing an interview on Fox News oh, this past Tuesday the, night. Is, is this the racist thing? Yeah, she said, we're not a racist country. We've never been a racist country. Yeah, first she said we're not a racist party, and then she was like, no, we're not a racist country. Like, it was the most ridiculous and obvious thing she's ever seen. Well, then even, even her campaign afterwards said... America has always had racism, but America has never been a racist country. It's like, bitch, have you seen the Constitution where black people, slaves, or Canada's three-fifths of a person? Don't tell me it's not written in there. Fractioning off people, then uh, you got an issue. Yeah, it's a ridiculous thing. It was probably a gaffe. But right up there with it was expensive. Her her reason for what the for the, why the Civil War started. You yeah. couldn't say slavery. Yeah, it's like you're an ass. Yeah, the uh, the whole and it's what's weird is because she, she know what it is. She's of Indian descent, Indian background. But she was raised. So in I guess Carolina. so so yeah. And I guess we figures, well, I was able to rise to the top. She's darker for South Carolina. Okay. I know. Because I don't think she was raised South Carolina black. No. She was probably raised South Carolina white. Yes. That's what I would assume so, too. And was dark for the white people. Yeah. And it surprises me that somebody who... Looked at that. Although, who the fuck was she? Where was she? Was she above it? Did she have money? Was it a private school? Where was? No, no yeah, she was governor. She was governor. She was gov. She became governor, but her parents came from nothing. She. I don't know her whole yeah. story. I don't think. I don't think she came from. Her parents, I think, are immigrants, and I don't think she came from anything. It wasn't like they came over and were like. These oh yeah, I know. Wealthy people, right? Like she, but but she was a dark girl in South Carolina. Yeah, I've lived in South Carolina. And I've been the dark girl. <laughs> That's how white South Carolina is. Except for the dark areas where they're black. All right, so, so uh, what are we talking about? That was Nikki Haley. That was the first Nikki of the stupid Haley. people I was mentioning. And, and don't, don't you know he went right there today for using her Indian name? Oh, he used her Indian name and attacking what? her. It's what? like, you're, you're, just a, you're just a scumbag. He's just disgusting. And how did, he did the same thing with Obama. Yeah. He used to say Barack Hussein Obama all the time. Barack Hussein, like like it was some sort of... Alright, go ahead. Next is, we go to Canada for our next stupid person. Really? That's not that's not usual. I know. This one's really stupid. A guy named Brian Paré. It seemed that um, he was accusing the Canadian government on social media posts of purposely igniting fires to persuade people to believe in climate change. But then, he was recently arrested and pleaded guilty to starting... 14 fires. <laughs> it's just, if you write it, if you wrote that, Pete, somebody would say, a producer would say, an editor would say to you, no, this just is not, this is beyond what people... The guy was seen at several sites 
when these fires started. So then the police attached a tracking device to his vehicle. Oh, God. And they found him at the other sites. 17 times. 14. 14 times. 14 blazes, he, he said. He set fires and then blamed the Canadian government, led by Hot and Adorable. And he took them to court for that? No, no, no. They arrested him. Oh, they arrested him. And he pleaded guilty now to setting these fires. But wait, didn't he Didn't he accuse the state of doing this? Yes! And he didn't file a lawsuit? Why would he file a lawsuit? Against the state for setting the fires. He has no grounds to. Okay, I would know that. Don't look at me like you're being really patient with a four-year-old who just pooped himself. People got to understand, when you bring a civil lawsuit you have to prove damages, that you were somehow injured by whatever offense you say was committed against you. Okay, so hold on. In this case... So if this guy was saying that the Canadian government was setting fires and, it hit, and it, it, it hit my property, then yeah, he could bring okay. a lawsuit. Okay. Obviously that didn't happen. So it wasn't like... Because the Canadian government wasn't setting these fucking fires. No, it seems like he was. Yes, fourteen yeah. of them at least. I love this. I love these stories. I love these are the these are the the youth pastor found molesting the kids. <laughs> oh, that's is, once a week at least. This is, and and it's horrible. But I I cannot get enough of that. I can't that hypocrisy. That, yeah, uh, you know, it's the, I I love the, the Schadenfreude. I love the shad. There's there's Schadenfreude in there, and I love the mugshot. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I Amen love the mugshot, and I love the perp walk. If there's a perp walk, hey, is everything okay? Speaking of perp walks, hi, Stephen. <laughs> Were you arrested? Were you arrested? He's mentally arrested. Not on the air. <laughs> you gotta be to be married to this. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Go watch. Go watch your True Blood. We're not going to set a temperature gauge. Like when the temperature is between fifty and eighty, I'll come. <laughs> Otherwise, you get to sit here. Chocolate <laughs> donuts. Go ahead. Lastly, we, we move on to conservative pundit Candace Owens. Okay. Now, wait. Wasn't she like a 90s TV star? I don't know what she was. I always known her as a commentator. Okay. She's confused with that other black actress who was in Clueless, who is also conservative. She's black? Yes. No. Okay. No. All right, go ahead. Anyway, she's on this site, The Daily Wire. It's a right-wing website. All right. There's a video of her saying this. I'm going to quote it exactly as she said it, but okay. you can go look up this video. Okay. She's talking about the Wizard of Oz. All right. What Dorothy did was manslaughter. She accidentally killed the witch, making her not that bad of a person. So what I'm going to do for this comment section is... I'm going to take you very slowly through what really took place in the scene after again. Dorothy murdered somebody's sister and then stole her shoes, stole her red bottoms. Before the Wicked Witch, if that's what we're calling her, shows up, the munchkins, oompa loompas, whatever you want to call them, are throwing a party while there is a dead person under a house. And they're skipping with Dorothy, singing, ding dong, the witch is dead, while there's a dead person at center, right? You need to stop so I can... Go ahead. If it's there's somebody that's dead, and they're dancing and saying, Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. Obviously, this is some sort of a satanic ritual. So I want to make clear that they're having a satanic ritual. It's the only reason you have a dead person and dance around them. And then the witch ends the party when she shows up and finds her dead sister. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. No. 
I, I, I'll go toe-to-toe with her on Wizard of Oz. I can once give a legal defense said, right now. Once you said, uh, you said something, I don't know, that like that she became like so... Well, the first thing she says, Dorothy, mur- Dorothy murdered somebody's sister and then stole her shoes. Well, he, she didn't really murder her. Number one, she had no control no. over the tornado no. or it over was, the house. No, was it, was it, could it have been manslaughter, reckless, about, I have to... You can't even say it's that, it was an accident. It was a totally an accident, it depends on the quality of your uh, coin appointed. Number two, she didn't steal the shoes. She did not steal the shoes. Those, steal, those shoes were put on her foot by but, magic. Yes. So she had no control over those shoes. And she was told not to take them off. And when somebody tried to take them off, what happened? Her hands got zapped. Exactly. Okay, so exactly. What else? And then the part about they're throwing a party while there's a dead person under the house. Yes, they are. Well, yes, because the Wicked Witch of the East was oppressing the munchkins. She was horrible to them? Yes. And they were happy she was dead? Yes. And I said, good for them. Exactly. You go, munchkins. Oh, that was the other thing. Munchkins, Oompa Loompas, whatever. No, she couldn't straighten them out. You're done. Yeah. You're done. It's no. like you're an ass. No, no, no. You, you don't, don't know the difference. First of all, you don't know the difference. And second of all, you don't just, just dismiss the Munchkins, okay? Or the Oompa Loompas. Well, she's calling them Satanists. Yeah. That they're engaged in a satanic ritual. Well, that might be. <laughs> That might be. I'm but, sorry. I didn't see any satanic symbols in Munchkin Land. I don't know. Did it mean a lot of circles? <laughs> Where does the red brick road go? Yellow brick road. Yeah, but there's a red brick road that matches the yellow brick road. <laughs> Where does the red brick road go? To hell. This is, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, this is clearly somebody who re- read Wicked and it became like, Elphaba wasn't terrible. Oh, my. It's like. She had a reason. They killed her sister. I was just like, like a house landed on her. How, how do you how do you blame somebody for a house? Who do you blame? My house. They don't sell insurance. It's an act of God. But it's an act of the wizard. That's what an insurance company would say. Act of God. Uh, yeah, you can't <laughs> insurance like that. I don't know. Unbelievable. But the satanic ritual part was ri- uh, that that kills me. I was like, really. <laughs> if you're going to bring the Wizard of Oz into your argument, make sure, or any cultural reference, yes, make sure it's accurate, right, and make sure it helps to support the argument. Otherwise, you look like you don't understand the child's movie made a hundred years ago. Yeah, so right, all right, all right. So, guy, what's next? Where are we? Well, we just got to do our proper send off to Candace Owens and Brian Pere and oh, Nikki Haley. They all died. <laughs> Oh, no, they're stupid. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe when I I was like, I got more stupid people on this list than I have for birthdays. Yeah, Yeah, well, and there were a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Julie Andrews, take us away. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings, these are a few of my favorite things. Yes, it's time for Five Faves. with blue satin sashes. <laughs> five Faves, what was the topic? The topic was to name the five singers or singing groups or music groups okay. that you think should have been more popular or successful. The Thompson Twins. The Tom- they were successful. They were not. They were not like, were they? Yeah, they were big. They were really big. Mm. They had a whole shitload of hits. Okay. 
Okay. I love them, so I was a um, Laurie Anderson. Laurie Anderson I would go with. Very underrated performer. Laurie Anderson. Because she doesn't perform mainstream stuff, you and know? she's weird as fuck. And she was uh, with Lou Reed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's now managing his estate and everything. Yeah, Lou Reed. Laurie love Lou Reed. <laughs> but yeah, Laurie Anderson, good choice. Laurie, we'll go there. My first choice, Miss Ketty Luster. Yeah. Do you do you know do you maybe you recognize this song? This was her big hit. Love letters straight from your heart. Okay, no, but uh, it's 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 keep us so near while apart. Where's she from? I detect an accent. I don't know exactly where she's from. That was her one and only hit. She recorded a number of albums in the 60s. Okay. That was a hit from 1962. Okay. Then she basically gave up her singing career and pursued acting instead. And how'd she do? Well, she's probably best known for being on the series Little House on the Prairie. Okay. Who was she? Her name was Ketty Lester. But on her Little House on the Prairie, I I don't I didn't watch the show, I so I don't know what show character. Either, but neither did I research. But I just thought she was such... Because I... I had this other song by her, which I absolutely love, and she's gorgeous on it. Once upon a time, a boy with moonlight in his eyes put his hand in mine and said he loved me so Oh, love that song. Okay. It kills me that she gave up her singing career. But Why? It just Because she was so good. She didn't like it. Well, yeah, you know, I guess she had limited success, so she, she moved well, on. Uh, well, if everybody's going to, uh, uh, like you do with her... <laughs> I never heard of her. I didn't think she was uh, okay. Well, that's why she's on my list. All right. Who's next on your list? My list of people who should have gotten bigger than they did. Yes. Debbie Harry's not. No, please. Um, Terry, Terry, Terry Nunn. Of Missing Persons? From Berlin. Berlin? I thought she was in Missing Persons. No, you're right. Yeah, she was in Berlin. Did she get to be too big? Because I I loved her voice. (laughs) What are we looking up? Uh, Terry Nunn, you were correct. Yeah, she was the lead singer of Berlin. Berlin, yeah, yeah. Um, she still performs and everything. She actually performed at the 2020 New Year's Eve party at Mar-a-Lago and then later regretted doing so. Oh, right, ouch. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think Terry Nunn deserved a bit better. Yeah. I'm just going to go there. Okay. All right. My next choice is a band that started in 1989, and they're still performing today. It's a band called The Ocean Blue. They had maybe like one known hit, and that was this song.
Okay. It's called Between Something and Nothing, the name of the song. Okay. Who's the band? Called the Ocean Blue. Okay. And they actually, they still perform today. Like okay. I actually follow them on Facebook. But they just never really made it big. And I thought they were such a good band. I have several of their albums. And such a good band just never really made it big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there were so many bands like that back then. So many. Right? But yeah, the Ocean Blue, that was number two for me. Okay. So who's number three on your list? I don't, I didn't get this far. You didn't get that? How could you not get this far? So, so help me work it out. Talking about people whose careers you thought or think should have been, they should have been more popular, more successful, they were underrated. Jennifer Holliday. She had a great career. She did not. She had, she had a good Broadway career. She released a couple of self uh, albums, you know, a couple of solo albums by herself. Um, she did not have a great career. She 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 did not. She had an okay career. She became iconic for uh, single performance. Her her I think I don't think she came out of that with her reputation intact. But she she gave um, it was that Sunday morning sound that Sunday morning black church sound right somehow made legit that. But I don't think she really got. She she never had a hit. Um, no, you know she she. Plus, in the nineties, I was just reading about her. She had a lot of health problems. Did what? Did she win the Tony? She did win the Tony Award. Yes, for for um, Dreamgirls. Uh, yes, for Dreamgirls. Best only, lead actress in a musical. Only be Dreamgirls. Yeah. Um, and she's won two uh, Grammy Awards as well. For what? Uh, best Female R&B Vocal Performance for And I Am Telling You I'm Not Going. All right. And then 1986, Best Inspirational Performance for the song Come Sunday. All right. So she has a couple of, uh, which I own, okay. albums. But she she, ne- her, she never went anywhere. And and like I was saying, back in the day, she her reputation didn't come out very well. She was... She was Accused, I think, of being a bitch. A diva bitch. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's a shame. That's what I think. But after... Why didn't she become... A bigger star after that. Right? Yeah. She was at least Aretha. So... And remember that performance on the Tony Award she did a few years back when she did, and I am telling you I'm not going? That was like, she can still belt at this fucking woman. Why isn't anybody using her? Well, if it's because she's a bitch, or maybe it's because she has health issues... Who the hell knows? Maybe she yeah. found God with real estate. I, who the hell knows? <laughs> I, I, but yeah, I think she should have had a bigger career. Okay. Number three on my list is a female singer named Crystal Bowersocks. All right. I don't know who that is. She was on American Idol. I don't know what that is. American Idol was the oh, Channel the 5. Show. Yeah. Uh, with Simon on it and stuff and Paula. You uh, remember that. I've never watched it, but I know it was. And good. the season she was on, she came in second. Okay, what did she I do? thought she should have won. She did was she really good. Really, I have I have some selections of her by her. Sounds like Lilith's prayer. a good voice she really does and I, I thought she should have won that season she really should have All right. the and guy who won you never hear about him anymore what's his name 
I don't even know. So there don't was, even know. There was this uh, uh, article that I read about this girl from that show. Okay. That show, I think. From American Idol? Yes. Okay. That was the first, like, big, big, big girl. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. That this girl sounds like, is, is, is uh, credibly compared to Ella Fitzgerald, who I hold very dear and She's close. a goddess to you. So when you mention her name... The context is judged. Okay. How? I'm sorry. This girl is Elf Show. Okay. I'm gonna go and listen <laughs> to who this Melinda Doolittle. Oh yeah. Is right. Incredible voice. Holy right. Shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And so obscure that I'm surprised you know who I was talking. I about. definitely. Cause I remember her. I remember her on the show. What a fucking voice. Yeah. Well, and not, although not quite Ella. She did have that musicality. Yes. Um, and that, that... Yeah, there is no one Ella. You yeah, know, that, there's the, only the, one Ella. The, and the pitch. She she was... Her pitch was always dead in the middle, and she had a nice quality. But, you know, do the seven-minute, take the A-train scat, and we'll talk about how close to Ella you could become. <laughs> or win a Grammy Award for fucking up the lyrics in Berlin. <laughs> and... Uh, Getting is not missing a beat. If you did, you ever hear that? What's that? It's my favorite. It's something I think that every person who studies singing as a career who uh, should hear. Okay. Okay. It's on Ella Fitzgerald live in Berlin. Okay. Okay. And you have to link this to people because everybody should hear this. She sings "Mac the Knife," and it's in the early fifties. So "Mac the Knife" is a new song. Yeah. And she's in Berlin. Okay. In a nightclub. And she sings Mac the Knife, and she fucks up the lyrics. She sings the first line or two, the first, okay. Then she fucks up completely. She doesn't stop singing. She mentions that she has fucked up. (laughs) And that the band are completely ruining, that she and the band are here to ruin Mac the Knife. (laughs) Okay, so she never misses a beat. If you listen to the song and don't know, you... Like, you may hear her say, and now Ella, Ella, and her fellas, we're making a wreck. What a wreck of Mac the Knife. Yeah, she, and she wins a Grammy for Best Female p- Vocal Performance. And it's something that everybody should hear. Should every, every person who studies singing or wants to sing in public, it's a, the perfect lesson on don't stop. Yep. <laughs> Face front and keep singing. And it almost doesn't matter what she sang, but of course she's perfect. Like she could have said anything. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, that's a, that's something we should. What are we talking about? Our top five singers we oh, think have been uh, more Alvin successful Cheryl and popular. Fit into this no. I, I was. Uh, well, you're, on, we're on to your number four now. Mel- uh, Melissa Doolittle. Melinda Mel- Doolittle. Melinda Doolittle. Yeah. Okay, that's your number four. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. I, I like that girl. My number four, Linda Etter. That's not bad. That's not bad. Someone who I think took the wrong course. She, she should have stuck with Broadway, I think, and she would have been a much bigger star than she is. Well, look at Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. They had a fucking TV series named Kristen. Yeah, and she still didn't catch. Up. No. So as uh, she. Survives on Broadway, I suppose. Yeah, because I haven't seen her on Broadway in Dog's Age. I don't know. I don't. I don't I, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Linda Etter. Linda I always saw it. Yeah, you made it. It's like when she split with Frank Wildhorn, and then she started trying to do this contemporary route, and well, it just didn't work for her. Frank Wildhorn is annoying. <laughs> Come on, we had this discussion. Yeah, not too long ago. He's annoying. He's pretentious. But he does write some good music. 
you know, you write a good eight bars. Good for you. It's not easy to write, you know, eight good bars of music. You know? Uh, yeah, it's not easy. You, you can't, not everybody can be fucking John Kander and give us a, uh, uh, a riff in 30 seconds. You know, a vamp. Okay, so uh, but he's just annoying. Frank Wildhorn is annoying. Sorry, and yet not as annoying or pretentious as uh, Sir Andrew. Oh God, no! Please don't, don't get me started on Sir Andrew. Right, but for your listening pleasure, uh, Linda Edder has a problem with her name. Her name? Her name. It's too close to utter. <laughs> Well, here is Linda Etter singing. I love this song. Great songs in that show that the female character sings. Yeah. That she should have sung. <laughs> Except that she's so wide. Like, the sound is so wide. I don't always understand all of the words. She's Really? I have yeah. no problem understanding her. Yeah, well, maybe that's because I'm, I may be going deaf. Maybe you are. Did you know that? I may be going deaf. I did not know that. Well, why would you? Um, <laughs> I don't listen to you anyway. So you, wouldn't, you would not have noticed a change. Fuck it. Um... <laughs> It sounds almost like it's it's too singy, and yet I'm talking about too singy. I will take you tooth and nail to the ground over Audrey McDonald. Well, of course. All right, so you talk about too singy. But, yeah, but I have different. She she gets different points for different reasons. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, Linda Edder can sing. She has power. She has character. Yeah, I just don't always understand the words. <laughs> Let me understand what you're saying. Well, she's someone who should have had bigger success. I agree career. with you, but, but, you know, maybe she should lean away from the vowels. So give us a few hard sounds. A T somewhere. You know. So what is your fifth and final choice? We're doing people who should have had a better career. Uh, is there a stipulation? Is there, like, like uh, singers or, or artists or bands? Well, I said singers and music groups. Who should have had a bigger career. All right, so I'm going to stumble here for a second. Let's see, Adam Ant, he had a pretty big career. Oh, he, had, he had a big yeah, career. Especially in, in England. Uh, who had a, a, a not-so-but-shoulda... I mean, you could you could go to, like, a Christian Chenoweth or an Idina Menzel or uh, Alice Ripley. I could go back even further. Paul Robeson. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're the, I haven't even been thinking of any men. To fit into this category. I, almost all mine are women, except for the one band. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, who should have done better are all women, but yeah. maybe they weren't given the... Um, exactly. I can't say Elaine Stritch. No, God, no. I can't say Patty. <laughs> I can't say Audra. Even though she's not, a, she's not a superstar name, Audra. She's not. You know, she's done television, but she's not like helicopters over the house. Do you know what I'm saying? She's she just isn't. She's not in this category. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Somebody who should have uh, in the '80s. The opera doesn't work. Um, the Bangles don't work. I already was poo pooed on the Thompson Twins. 
I guess I guess Nina Hagen. Most people. No, she was big. Nina Hagen was. Yeah. Big. All right, bigger than Laurie Anderson. Probably bigger in Europe. Okay. I don't know, Patrick. I'm struggling. The Beatles. <laughs> My final answer: The Beatles. They should have been given no. the key to the world. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles. Well, since you don't have a fifth one, I do have a fifth one. And she's from Ireland. Her name is Imelda May. Oh, I thought you were going to say Imelda Marcos. That's not all she can sing. I love, this is one of my favorites. A ukulele is automatically suspicious. <laughs> when I met you in the restaurant You could tell I was no debutante You asked me what's my pleasure A movie or a measure I'll have a cup of tea And tell you of my dreaming Okay, it sounds That's like gorgeous. a wonderful uh, for a woman who sounds like she spits in a platoon. A spittoon. Well, she started out as a rockabilly singer. That's what I heard. But she's more moved into rock and some ballads now and stuff. And, and the lesbian music. And what? The lesbian music. The like That was totally Lilith Fair right there. You've been, you've that been was a Blondie song. Playing a lot of like Lilith Fair music. <laughs> Here, I'll play this for her by the then. I'll tell you what's interesting about it is you can't hear her breathe. <laughs> she just sings. I have right no through. idea when she breathes. <laughs> she just keeps singing. She's a great singer and she's just she's big over in Europe. Not big here at all, all in the right. states. That kills me. Be, you know, She's well. just so damn good. Yeah, she really is. So that's the end of our five faves. Lovely. It's now time for our final segment. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said, get off my lawn. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. Take the Christmas decorations down. Yes, amen to that. I agree. That's my guy. We got ours down the weekend after New Year's. It, it helped that we didn't have a big tree up. So we got everything done in like 90 minutes. Well, yeah. For two adult men without children, how long should it fucking take to put a tree up? You should be surprised how many decorations we no, have. No, I know. I've seen it. I've been involved. In fact, I've been in the rooms where it happened. Yes. I don't, I don't see the point. I don't. It's called celebrating the holiday. For what reason? What holiday are you celebrating? Christmas. To me, it sounds like celebrating a memory. 
you loved Christmas so much as a kid, and Christmas is a kid thing. Right. And now that you're closer to death than you are to die, <laughs> than you are to birth, it becomes nostalgic, and I think people people treasure what they remember as a child on Christmas. So what's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that, except that the expense and the huge of it and huge To some people, that's worth it. I'm sorry, I want, I just coined a new word. Hugidity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so they have their right, and they go when they do, when they whatever, God bless. But take the fucking, and especially if you are a municipality. If you are, say, the village of anywhere USA. <laughs> get the shit off the fucking telephone poles, off the hedges. I just wish that people would just turn their lights off now. You can still have them up, turn them off. The holiday is over now. You know? If you're not going to take them down the right way, just turn them off. Or normalize having your roof line lit with these new fantastic LED bulbs and leave it there. And then make it red in February and make it green in March and make it purple and pink in April. And you have June off because ain't nothing happening in June. Well, grads and dads, which is... Pretty the same as nothing. So July, of course, you got your red, white, and blue, but you got LEDs, so you could change. That sounds it. like Stephen's sister-in-law used to keep up a Christmas tree all year long and decorate it every season. And decorate it for all of the different holidays or occasions or whatever. Let me ask you this: My mother um, had different curtains. Okay. For the living room window. Okay. The picture window that looked out front. Yeah. And four seasons a year, the curtains got changed. The curtains and the drapes got changed, and I did that. Okay. My sister did that, and my brother did that, my little brother did that. But it was like, who fucking changes their curtains ever, let alone <laughs> four times a fucking year? <laughs> With every season, you have a new fucking set of curtains going right? on. Got to change the seasons. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you have to torture your children is what that is uh, uh, an example of. Okay. It was always horrible. Four times a year. Just like putting up the Christmas tree was also always horrible. It's a lot of work. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I don't understand why anybody without children does it. And then to go on a ladder and put lights around your house. When I was, I remember being six. Okay. I, I, it's a memory of my father, which means it happens before the age of seven. Okay. Okay. Standing outside, he's on the roof attaching lights to the house. I am standing on the front yard with my mother looking at him and crying. And she says, Daddy's putting lights on the house so Santa Claus knows to come. And I remember crying, saying, I don't want Santa Claus to come. I don't want Santa Claus to come. <laughs> crying like a six-year-old. So I was never, like, really into it. No so more. it sounds like your gripe was based on a childhood trauma. It could be. <laughs> it could be. But take the shit down. Tell me about your father. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> So what's your gripe? It's too fucking cold. Oh, God. That's it's, about the only gripe I got right no, now. It's just like you too could, fucking... I mean, I don't want to go outside for anything. Face. I yeah. didn't want to come here tonight because I don't want to... Because in 10 minutes, I got to go out and sit in my fucking freezing car. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. I, I can't believe how fucking cold it's, it's been. It's hurt your face cold. Yeah. I mean, I haven't taken her out for walks in days now, Abigail. Yeah, we have no choice. Uh, you all, of course, yeah. Because you live in an apartment. Louis walks. Yeah, no, we just let her go out in the yard, and that's it. It's just too damn cold. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy cold. Right. And it's on a downward slide now for a couple of days. I don't know. Before it becomes humid again. I think tomorrow is supposed to be the worst. Okay. Well, like today it's was still pretty colder bad. than it is I mean, today. Right now, it's 20 degrees yeah, outside it's, right now. It's, it's too cold for humans. Yeah. It really is. I don't know how other people in the other northern states do it, I tell uh, you. Those Minnesota people? Fucking Buffalo people. Michigan people. Right? Canada people. Canada people. The fuck are you doing up there, <laughs> Alaska? <laughs> Ain't you cold? <laughs> anyway, this brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. I want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast, for all that he does, including bringing in the donuts that Tommy brought us. Thank you! <laughs> and we want to remind you that you can find all of our episodes at www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. And you can follow us for our postings on Facebook. That was really good shit-kicking sounding. Oh, really? The, the web address. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that was... That was good. <laughs> I'll remember that for future reference. Like trailer, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. I'm so mad at Alabama. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how mad I am. I know. They just like sort of I like withdrew. I don't know. It's, uh, it's sad. I had such high hopes. Oh, Spanish Ford, Alabama. It's just. This, we miss you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my heart breaks for you people in Spanish because the rest of the state is fucking crazy. Crazy Alabama. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's 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 like the extreme sort of stereotype. Of course. Alive and well. Yeah. In Mobile. In Mobile. Mobile? No, I think it's Mobile. No, it can't be Mobile. No, I think it's Mobile. Sounded wrong. Mobile. Yeah, no one says mobile. mobile. What else is Alabama? <laughs> mobile, Spanish fart, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. That's all I got. Okay. That's all we need. Is the, are there any other? Like, Off the top of my head, I, I can't. Yeah, you can't think of any of it? <laughs> so disappointed. There must be a Charlotte or a Charleston or something. Hey, go ahead. Pick it up. Anyway, on that note, we'll say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Love, goodbye, salted tears.